0: back here with another book review. Today I have the book Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss and this book is very interesting. It is written and published in 2016 by an author who is an ex-negotiator for the FBI. So it basically goes through a lot of his learnings and understandings from dealing with kidnappers, uh, robbers, bank robbers, terrorists and then also in the um, business type world with salespeople, businessmen, negotiators and, and the whole lot. So uh, he's got a, a lot of interesting thoughts in this book and I'll, I'll explore some of them and some of the learnings that I got from them as well. I think it'd probably be a, a good book for people who want to get better at negotiating but don't particularly enjoy the the standard sales approach of of this is how you've got to get better. I'll, like, I'll teach you how to... Um, do this and do this and you say this and blah, blah, blah. His principles are more of a general um, little dot points here and there. And it's not like he has a, a full negotiation style written down saying like, you know, this is the intro, this is the middle part, this is this part, blah, blah, blah. No, his is a more flowing style, but it's very informative at the same time. So I'll go through a little bit of the style of the book as well and and why I actually quite enjoyed it. The style is, is put into 10 chapters with one of those being in an intro and then each chapter goes through a concept. So, this is why I'm sort of saying that there's no overall arching theme which you tend to find in, in books of this sort and which personally for me sort of put me off. Uh, for him, it's, it's more like these are some of the important things you should know and we'll get into why this is important and, and how I came about of learning this through my experience which is very uh, detailed and very uh, like extensive. I actually came through this book by listening to a podcast of him on the Sam Harris uh, podcast, uh, Making Sense. I think it used to be called Waking Up Podcast. And I thought from this interview that, okay, this guy knows what he's talking about. Like he's he's very in control. He uh, has a lot of experience to back up what he's saying. And then his his advice isn't just for one context in the sense of like business, but it's also in the sense of more extreme cases of terrorism and um, kidnapping and whatnot. But then he also brings it back into some like personal situations as well, which is, I guess, one of the things that's interesting about negotiation. It's not just something you think about, you should think about in a business context. It's something that is, uh, you know, interacts with a, daily part of of your life even though you might not think of it and even though we tend to term it in the sense of monetary interactions you can also have negotiations with people about i want something say um, a toy or some prestige or or something in in transient and they want something as well that's also yeah not a physical object or whatnot so um you could have this example with your kids if you're trying to get them to eat vegetables or something. That's also a negotiation. So uh, it's a mixture of history, stories, advice, and psychology in, in general. And that's one of the nice things about the book. It's It's got a story. It'll back it up. It'll talk about why this happens. And then it'll talk about the like distilling of advice from it. And so one of the things that you'll find is in each chapter, it does have this bullet point list at the end saying, um, you know, a short little snippet. It's almost like Meditations by Marcus Aurelius in that uh, it's it's got like very short points to it, which can contain a lot of wisdom in them as well. It's better than the traditional sales type advice, which you'll hear, which would be somewhat of the, the ladder of yes. Um, and this is one thing that he addresses in the book as well, saying, this is something. Uh, it's an evolving art, in in essence, the the concept of negotiating. And so, also in the book, what he's recommending maybe not be will not be the be all and end all of of this is how you negotiate. This is how, the best way to do it. No, it's going to depend on your personality, on the context as well. So, I'll go through a couple of the learnings that I found from this book and and what I really. Uh, spoke to me as, as being true and, and useful. So, <laughs> this is, a, okay, maybe not that practical for everyday life, but in a, in a kidnapping, speak with a deep, slow, late-night voice or in a bank robbery or something like that. So, he was saying when he was a negotiator, one of the things that he would use is uh, there's basically three voices that he had and the main one that he would use would be this deep, slow, rational trying to bring them down to a calm level and and somewhat take the edge out of the emotions a little bit which you know it can be practical advice if you're in a heated situation you want to try and bring your voice down you want to speak a little bit slower and more clearly so that was an interesting little point mirroring the last three words to create a connection of empathy and so one of the things he was saying is if someone's talking with him and they're you know angry and they're blah 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 they're going on about things and then they would usually end up saying something like, but this is why you're not understanding me. And then he would sort of try and use those last three words to repeat so that they would understand that he is trying to understand them. So he's like, oh, so you'll you feel that I'm not understanding you. And what, what can we do about that, blah, blah, blah. And so he's using that to just show like, okay, I understand what you're saying. I'm gonna repeat it back to you so you can see that I understand what you're saying. And then we move on through through the progress of negotiating and, and trying to figure out and a deal or a treaty or whatever it is that will suit both of us. A no gives the impression of control, so aim for it. So this is the complete opposite of the escalating yes ladder, which uh, you know, should make you more likely to, to say yes to the final proposition. And this is one of the things you'll see with, I, I mean... Telemarketers aren't such a thing nowadays, but you still get salespeople who would say, "Oh, so um, you, you'd say you like this car? Oh, so you, you'd um, you'd also say you you have uh, enough money in the bank for this?" Blah blah blah, and you're getting to s- commit to small yeses. Would you like this uh, pencil to use? Oh, yes, and that's supposed to like grease the groove of of getting you to this final big yes of agreeing to buy a car or whatever it is. But he says, "No, no, no, no. no. What what you actually want to do is." give them a reason to say no early on which will give this sense of control give them the sense of like no we um i can say no and it'll put them in a bit of a more relaxed mood i personally find this um this a useful thing as well if if i get the chance to say no to something it will put me in more of the mood of like oh i'm not going to get roped into a um a scam or, or something like that so uh that was just an impression that i've had through life and this sort of book affirmed something that I, I thought, you know, was, was thinking of to myself that the escalating sales ladder, the yes ladder had something wrong with it. And yeah, he, he put that into words for me, which um, I found quite interesting. You want to hear that's right. And that's like a, an affirmation that you are understanding them. They are, and that they agree that you're understanding them. So basically you're setting up yourself up so that when you're talking with them you want to put in your own words what they were saying and they will agree with that and say that's right you understand me and now we can negotiate more with this deal and try and find what's best for both of us don't agree or settle for the mediocre or the middle and that's the the title of the actual book never split the difference and so what he was saying with that is don't agree to something just because they say a high number, you say a low number. Oh, all right, well, let's go for the middle. He is saying more in the sense of, and obviously he's not saying set your bar so high that it's never going to be reached. No, no, no. He's, he's, he's more saying, look, if you have something important and you want to put a, don't don't just settle for the middle or mediocre straight away. Push a little bit back. Push yourself beyond your comfort zone. Aim for maybe you know you say a hundred dollars, they say fifty. You know maybe aim for that ninety and be like, oh, they'll suggest seventy-five. No, sorry, I really can't do seventy-five. That doesn't work for me. Is there another way we can get a, go around this? You know, I'm I'm adding so much invest um, value to this company, blah blah blah, and then you you try and you know work your way up to that higher goal that you are aiming for. Ask how or what questions, and you do this through um basically the reason you're doing this is to avoid the sort of acutazori or or aggressive language which can put people on the defensive and make them feel like that this deal or whatever it is isn't going well so uh talk with the talk with the real boss is another one that's interesting and he was saying multiple times in the talk with the real boss is another interesting thing so he was saying multiple times during his uh, discussions or negotiations with people who would be talking to someone but the person who's actually making the, the the real decisions is one layer back or is telling this person what to say and so you're wasting all your time grinding your gears trying to get this person to agree with you when it's actually the dude over in the next cubicle or the the guy behind the the terrorist behind the the man on the phone is the one who was actually making the decisions so you want to try and find out who that person is straight away and then get in contact with them so you know you're not dealing with the middleman and wasting time three affirmations to finalize and so this is where he'll sort of contradict himself with that Escalating yes ladder where in the sense like right at the end he says okay to firm up a deal to make sure everyone's on board so that there's no wiggle room for um, bullshit or, or pulling out of it or making less likely that someone's going to you know stab you in the back he says okay try and get three affirmations from them that they're committed to this and but in like three different forms as well so maybe you'll sum up the deal and say okay, so this is what we're going to do. This is the price we've agreed on. Are you okay with that? And they'll say yes. And then maybe you'll be like, um, or could you just um, uh, explain to me one little part of this and, and what you are hoping to get out from this blah, blah, blah. And so they'll say exactly what they want as well. And then maybe another way would be like the, the final affirmation of the f- signing of the, of the deal or whatnot. So what he's aiming for there is repetitive um, commitment to the actual deal so that there's no going to be, people are going to be less uh, inclined to change or say that this wasn't what they agreed to or, or, or feel like because one of the things that that does is really firms up that like this is a person saying what they want and it's like crystallizing not just for me as the negotiator on this side but also crystallizing for them that this is who they are as a person and they're not going to squeal out or, or or change post you know, a week or whatever what that had been agreed upon. Three pieces of game-changing critical info if you knew it and if you found it out would change the whole negotiation. So he ascribes to the Nassim Taleb black swan information uh, or black swan concept in that there are Some things that are uncounted for that are sort of almost necessarily unknowable at the start and that would absolutely change the dynamic of how you interact with them, how they interact with you or how the the whole deal would be seen as. And so he says basically just try and find this out and know that there's going to be stuff no matter what deal you're going through, particularly if you're going through like a large complex one where you know maybe they're making this deal because you think they want to make a profit but actually maybe they want to make a, a loss for this year because it'll help out their balance sheet or whatnot you're trying to find out basically the motivations of why they're they're doing something and then that will help you to understand okay if this is their motivations does that match with mine and can we get a a non-zero-sum game going where you know, we're both grabbing at the same sources, but we're actually helping together to merge to make something better, which is essentially what all negotiations are. You're you're trying to work together to create something, to make something better. So in summary, it's a concise, informational and well-written book. I should have actually mentioned it has, is Chris Voss with Tal Raz as well. Uh, but it's written the whole book in in Chris Voss's voice. So um, I'm guessing this might've been like a ghost writer or someone who helped sum up or put the format or whatnot. I'm not exactly sure. It's a great mix of stories and practical advice. It's quite entertaining considering it's a a book on negotiations, which for me is actually not a favorite theme of mine. It's not something I find particularly interesting. Uh, It's not something I'm really working on at the moment. My whole style with negotiation is to basically like put myself in such a good position that it doesn't really matter that I need that that conflict of face-to-face, at least that's how I view negotiation a lot of times in that it's, you know, two battling parties trying to, trying to get the best price for each other. I don't really like those situations, but this book as well is, is useful for if you are going to be in that sort of situation how you can deal with that and then also in just negotiations in general as i was explaining more with the kids or family or or whatnot so overall i'm giving it a seven out of ten a decent decent book and one i would recommend uh, especially if you want to know a bit more about how to negotiate what are the things that you uh, need to understand and learn and it's very concise got great bullet points in it uh as always, I try and find something pragmatic to implement into my life after reading a book. And so, for me, one of the things I'm going to do is going kind to of create like a list of recent negotiations or, or areas where I have been in a, in a negotiation, and then determine okay, what did I do well and what did I do poorly based on these these little pieces of advice I've grabbed from here and there in the book. So that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed. If there's anything that you want to uh, talk about or explain more, I'm always in the comments section. So, um, yeah, let me know if you've read this book, what you thought of it. If you have any recommendations for books similar to it that would be worth a read, let me know. Um, I'm keen for that sort of info. So, I'm going to leave it there for now. Current.